the yellow-breasted milk that I have consumed <laughs> from the nipple with my thirsty lips. I just give me a little pilly talk. <laughs> you are so weird. Am I weird? Yes. Uh, mm, I don't know. Maybe. I, I, it's part of your charm. Is it? <laughs> I'm, I was just trying to help you out. Yeah, I know you were. <laughs> I used to be. Look, my, look, look how skinny my arms have gotten. Like I, I want to look like that uh, transgender uh, legislator in Minnesota. I want her arms. Leah, Leah Fink. Leah Fink. Ugh. So you, we are like this oh, is this a is show. TV. We are, <laughs> we are on. You know that, right? This is TV. Okay. This is real TV. This is what people want. They want real life, Sarah. This is real life. This is so real. This is basically a text message conversation <sighs> between the two of us. It basically is. I see these pictures of these guns. Ooh, <laughs> look at that. Mm. Sarah Gonzalez, the host of the news and why it matters. Um, it's me. You're killing the game right now. Oh, gosh. I appreciate that. You are. I was watching. I, I, I watch the Do show. Do you really? Yeah. Oh. I go into YouTube. I jump in the live chat and watch. Wow. And... um. Try to see if anybody's talking about me. That's such a party That's foul Steve reason. Powell thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I just watch it to see if anybody's going to mention my name. No, I, I've been watching it. And uh, it's pretty active engagement on your show. So that's good. Uh, we always encourage people, if you get the chance, jump. There's a little button underneath the, the video. If you're watching YouTube on, like I do, on a mobile device, hit the live chat. Get in there. Get engaged. Mm -hmm. Talk about it. It helps. YouTube's screwing me. They really are. Bad. Yeah. I mean, we've added 20,000 new subscribers in the last two months. That's Some people never get 20,000 subscribers in, in the life, life of their YouTube. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and to his credit, Brandon's done a hell of a job doing, putting the shorts on there and the reels and stuff that's helped the growth. But they're throttling it bad. Mm -hmm. Now, it might be because Trump this and Trump that and screw Joe Biden and all that in the titling because you read through it. We're pretty biased. <laughs> I mean, we're very clickbaity in that regard with our titling. People get upset because they they look at the titling and they're like, all you guys want to talk about is Dylan Mulvaney. What well, me, I do, because I find that ins level of insanity entertaining, you know, um, and I understand where it can turn some people off. But what I always tell people, I said, don't pay attention to the title. The title is just to get you in there. Mm -hmm. We might not talk about that for two minutes, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you can't make everybody happy. Which comes to Sarah Gonzalez. <laughs> Let's talk about you for a minute. Oh, boy. Because you can't say anything about Donald Trump. If you say anything good about Donald Trump, mm -hmm. the DeSantis people come after you. Mm -hmm. Say anything bad about Donald Trump, then the Trump people come after you. Mm -hmm. If you say anything at all about Donald Trump, the DeSantis people come after you. And now you take that whole scenario and swap it if you say anything about DeSantis, it's the same deal. Guys, what are you dealing with with that? Uh, well, I mean, you know, of course, earlier this week, we saw all the Pierce Morgan uh, interview snippets, and it's just an impossible. I, I want to stress to people how much of an impossible position it puts someone like me or someone like you in, because... Right. I feel like my audience knows, like, I always shoot them straight. I'm always going to say how I feel. I'm, but I'm also going to respect how they feel as well, because yeah. I think that, that both sides can make the, can make the argument. 
right, can make an effective argument of why they think their person should be the guy. Um, I just it's very worrisome to me to already see people like, oh, you're just another Trump cultist or, you know, oh, you're just you're just a DeSantis globalist. And I'm just like, guys, I, I just don't have time for this. We have to defeat the left. We have to. Like now is the time. We are on a precipice. Yeah. We have to defeat the left. And if our eye is not on that prize and our eye is instead on, you know, how we can mudsling DeSantis team or how we can mudsling the Trump team, we're going we're gonna to lose again. Yeah. Well, we saw how dumb it was with this whole Trump indictment thing about how people weren't pissed off so much at the left as they were. And, you know, this, these activist DAs coming, uh, an activist DA coming yes. after Trump. As it were, about who said what between Trump and DeSantis. That's where it gets dumb. Right. And well, now, and, and you should be able to say, you should be able to say, I, I personally, I think DeSantis should have said more. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Two things can be true at once, right? Yeah. You can still say DeSantis is an amazing governor. DeSantis is an effective leader. DeSantis has given the blueprint to all of the other governors, conservative governors across the country. Like, I love the guy. I attended his inauguration. Two things can be true at once. It's yeah. okay to criticize. It's healthy to criticize your leaders. It like how will they get better if you are not criticizing them? And you've you've given me the frowny face emojis a few times in our text messages because I've I've run them both down. Yeah, call them both out. You know the way they are. I listen bothers me that one of the biggest hires that Ron DeSantis made was. Uh, the doctor from the World Health, or not from, sorry, from the uh, World Economic Forum, mm. uh, and then Trump hired her too. Yeah. So uh, it bothers me that Trump pushed the vaccine. Mm-hmm. It bothers me that he gave not awards, pushed, still pushes, still pushes, uh, and he gave awards, merits to Burks and Fauci mm-hmm. for their accomplishments in this vaccine thing. Bro, you need to recant all of that stuff. Now, I'm the type of person that, like everybody that pretty much everybody that listens to or watches this show or your show, we were very big Trump supporters. Yes. Okay, well, if I supported him then, I'm not just going to just flip the switch and suddenly say, oh, no, I I get it. He made mistakes. Right. He made mistakes before he ever got elected president. That's why he's supposedly being indicted. Right. Um, We're dealing with flawed human beings here. But I supported Trump, and I'll support Trump again if he proves himself to be what it needs to be. Same for Ron DeSantis. I have been a strong proponent of Ron DeSantis in Florida. Mm-hmm. And if he's the guy to defeat, the, to defeat the left, I'll do that too. Nikki Haley was in studio uh-huh. this week. She was, I mean, you know. I, if, she, if she, hey, if she's the candidate, she's I will candidate, hold my nose the whole way, too. but I'll, I'll vote for her. Yeah, people said, you want to stick around and see and, and you know, meet Nikki Haley? I was like, eh, look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Did either of y'all meet her when she was here this week? No, I did. I might have. But I bet you did. Likely I've, someone stopped him. I've met her before. I've never I, met I mean, her. She, she, I mean, you know, she's like, I don't know her well. So she was, she was very polite. She was very nice. I don't personally think that she's the person who should be the candidate. But I also recognize the importance of banding together and uniting whoever the hell the, the nominee is. Right. So that we can make sure that we effectively defeat this radical agenda. I mean, it, you have to. And I just, I, I can't take seriously people who, if you pay, if you pay Ron DeSantis a compliment, they tell you uh, that he's just a, you know, he's a rhino. And I'm like, guys, Donald Trump endorsed Ronna McDaniel. Again, 
right? I, I, you can't like, I'm sorry, but you just, you have, you have to be objective in this. Yeah. He, like he's, he's endorsing a rhino for RNC. You had a very, very good option in Harmeet Dillon. Maybe there was a great reason why he did so, but you got to You got to extend the grace to both sides here because yeah. we're all fighting for the same thing at the end of the day. Yeah. And you, there's no perfect candidate no, out there. No. I mean, Steve, Steve Dace tends to go real far publicly and talk about how Ron DeSantis is the most perfect candidate that's ever existed and all of that. Uh, but he's not. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I said, you know, look, Ron did need to come out, in my opinion. His, his um, assistant press secretary sent me a message and said, he did. He, you know, this is his position. And I said, but he didn't say that. He didn't that. say it. Why, why, why is the deputy press secretary <laughs> DMing you yeah. to deputy, clarify rather than having him Deputy press secretary it. sends me a message saying this is his position. I'm like, bro, let's, let's go on record mm -hmm. and let's say that. Don't, don't try to. So we have to, we have to be able to talk about these guys, both the pros and the cons. You guys don't, you know, I know that you guys, your job is to get on Twitter and complain and bitch about everything, but take a pill. Okay. Chill out a little bit. It's going to be okay. Uh, if one of those guys were to get elected, it's going to be okay. And they, you know, I said the thing, I said, well, you know, Ron's the danger there is if Ron doesn't deal with this, they're going to come after him too. Oh, but the fact that they're not tells you everything. No, they are, and they will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they already have. They're, no, they're not lumping him into a Trump uh, hush money with a former porn star indictment, but they'll find something else, well, I assure you. Yes, and I also don't think that it's necessarily <clears throat> honest um, to say, well, just because, you know, Lindsey Graham or uh, Jeb Bush or someone that they would call a rhino. Well, those people support Ron DeSantis. So that means he's a rhino, too. It's like, I mean, no, it could just be possible that Trump broke all of these people and they're just going to support the person who they think is the better alternative to Trump. It doesn't matter who it yeah. is. Right. Like that also could be true. Yeah. So I don't think we need to rush to to some conspiracy theory about him being some globalist when we haven't even seen that yet. Right. No. Like it's just I just don't think it's healthy. So you're welcome, America, that you have people like Sarah and me who are willing to speak honestly, openly, and objectively, and also subjectively when we give our opinion mm -hmm. on these candidates mm -hmm. so that when the time comes, you can make your best choice. Everything's not a conspiracy theory. Everything, I mean, there's a lot of conspiracy There's a lot, <laughs> but everything's not. At this stage right. in the game, some of us are just literally trying to find out what what's going on right and who the best person is and you have to have a healthy dialogue in order to do that right i mean the only thing i know for certain is we don't need a woman president i agree right now i totally we agree. don't need a woman president what is I, a woman we don't even know we can't we even decide what a woman, what a woman is. is as a nation how can we have a woman president listen we're living in a situation where this is unpopular opinion look at me not caring <laughs> uh the if world war three does break out and let's say there's global chaos and there's global violence, uh, society will revert back into the traditional roles of men and women, yeah. Yeah. and we don't need a woman at the helm. Women will be like, yeah, that equality thing that we yeah. were talking about. Not so we much. Didn't no, mean... women will be relying on men to go fight the battles. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean that women haven't fought. I understand they've done combat. No, that's not what I'm saying. But by and large, that's not the trend, and that's not the norm. Um, they will, you know, the whole uh, women and children first off the sinking ship, <coughs> that type of that mm -hmm. type of standard will be reenacted and reinforced. 
Um, and I know that pisses you off because you need your quality or whatever, but it won't happen the way you think it's going to happen. No. And I'm right and you're wrong. <laughs> See, that's how you handle this. I'm right. You're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this program cannot be broken. That's what I love about Andrew Wilkow when he says that on his radio program every day. Does he really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's so funny. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. We're right. They're wrong. I love it. So I'm just saying we need a strong man leading this country. Mm -hmm. How's that for a soundbite? We need a strong biological male with hair on his chest. And a big <laughs> Big old heart. swinging dick. <laughs> that, that, if, that, if he, that if he wants to, he could slap the nuclear button from across the room mm -hmm. with his uncircumcised penis. Just, <laughs> whap, pow! I'm a barbarian. Slapped it with the foreskin. <laughs> if he wants to, he could cut it off himself with a, <laughs> with a buoy knife. Oof. Yeah. Like like uh, like uh, Crocodile Dundee, just shave with that big old knife, just give himself a circumcision right there, and let's go to war, you know? Eat the hearts of his enemy. That's what I want. I mean, other than the talk about... I want that dude breathing sun Circumcising yourself, yes. Uh, uh, no, nail it. <laughs> just What you do, you just pull that foreskin out, and you take a 16-penny nail, and you just nail that thing to the end of a tree oh, stump, and mm -hmm. you just make the cut mm. right there. Bam. Mm -mm. There it is. Mm. That's how mm -hmm. I did mine. I don't know what that I guy's saying. I didn't know he was going to go into the... I don't, I'm just <laughs> telling you, we need barbarians. You remember the opening of my favorite movie? One of my favorite movies, Gladiator. The very first thing, when those, when those armies are lined up against each other and they send the message in there for, for peace, you know, do you want to call a truce? Do you want to call a surrender? And they come back, they send that dude back with his, uh, on the horse and he's riding back to the camp and he ain't got no head. And they just walk out there with that head and just chunk it at them and roll it down the hill. That's what the I'm talking about. <laughs> right there. I want, the, I want that type. Yep. Let's go. Yep. Let's go. It's, it's past time for that. This is why Allie Stuckey hates me. <laughs> <coughs> what a uh, time to cough. <coughs> <laughs> this is why the blaze hates me uh you might remember on a recent episode i was singing the praises of one of my favorite all-natural supplements called liver health formula uh it is great <coughs> for rejuvenating your liver doesn't work on coughs <laughs> but it will reignite your metabolism it'll burn fat and it'll boost energy it'll fight a fatty liver that affects 100 million americans and the folks over there have put together this presentation it's a short little video that shares the uh, warning signs of a damaged fatty liver there's four of them and the number two is downright scary you need to watch this free presentation and learn more about your liver health right now and you can head over to checkyourliver.com slash chat again that's check your liver dot com slash chad we'll be right back when i go to war i want my leader to have a penis like an indiana jones bullwhip we're still on this huh okay sort of a thing sort of a thing big old nutsack like that, you know, like guys have on the back of their trucks, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Giant bull, balls. Bull balls. 
Speaking of bull balls, Whoopi Goldberg. Um, <clears throat> she, uh, Monday, uh, she defended Stanford students who heckled and shouted down a visiting judge who was delivering an invited lecture. I hate when that happens. I don't care who it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Remember like when the Notre Dame students got up at the commencement ceremony and walked out on Mike Pence yes. a couple years ago? It's so classic. So rude. You know, um, and you got the clip of Whoopi. What are you eating? What are you eating? What's in your mouth? Did you go get chicken teriyaki? I did. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm so hungry. I'm going to eat sushi tonight. As soon as I get out here, I'm going to eat sushi. All right. Well, let's, speaking of people that eat a lot, play <laughs> Whoopi. So the university sent Judge Duncan an apology letter claiming staff and students acted inappropriately. But I think back to the State of the Union, and this is what we're teaching people to do. We're teaching people how to be inappropriate, yelling at the President of the United States, calling him a liar, doing all these things that now our students are saying, well, if it's okay for you to do it, and you're supposed to be a lawmaker, I feel the same way because this is my right. So maybe all the snowflakes in the world need to get over the fact that people are going to disagree with them you see it's not just one side or the other everybody has to understand this is how this is how we live we Mm. don't all agree we do disagree and it's your right to stand up and say hey i don't agree and then let either leave Mm. or 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 let somebody else tell you what the issue is. But we don't show our kids that. We show them the nasty part now. Well, Anna Navarro, she responded to what Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz says, listen, um, they, they sent a letter to the Texas Bar Association asking them to investigate any of the students who were part of the protest. Um, and then, uh, again... Navarro suggested instead that the Texas Bar Association should investigate Cruz, who she says spread a conspiracy theory that led to the January 6th Capitol riots. You don't want to get challenged. If you don't want to get heckled, go to a Republican convention. Don't go to a college, Navarro said. Then Sonny Hostin, I love Sonny Hostin. Uh, What's so offensive is that one of the first classes you take in law school teaches you about the freedom of speech. Oh, my gosh. Bitch, you don't even know what you're talking about. College and law school is a wonderful place to have this exchange of ideas. It gets heated sometimes. Uh, I like the Q&A host and said, come at me. Let's have those discussions. That's what the freedom of exchange of ideas is all about. Freedom of speech, once again, is about the government mm-hmm. censoring your ability mm-hmm. to talk. It's not about your ability to go out there and mm-hmm. be rude. And, you know. and by the way, the, of course, Wolf is talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Who said, who called Joe Biden a liar during the State of the Union? But forget the fact that Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, ripped up the State of the Union address, her exactly. copy of it behind Donald Trump. Um, how many times have we seen, you know, their behavior on mm-hmm. display mm-hmm. long before Marjorie Taylor Greene called Joe Biden a liar in the State of the Union? Again, I allude back to the Mike Pence thing when they got up and, and left. That was how many years ago? We... We finally have people who are playing by their playbook. Yeah. That that's what happened, right? It's not it's not the reverse. They have been setting the precedent for a very long time. We have a couple people who are like, "Oh, fine. If these are your rules, I'll play by them, but don't act like we're the ones who are constantly, you know, uh shouting down people." Yeah. What was it that Eric Holder said when they go low, we kick them? Mhm. I I mean, 
you know, again, Mike Obama said that uh, <laughs> when when they go low, we go high. And then Eric Holder says, when they go low, we, we kick them. And so Maxine impeach Waters said that uh, you got to harass them wherever they are in public, in the restaurants and everything else. So now you're, you're getting some of that same stuff where we say, yeah, we're going to call you out on your bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not and free speech is one thing. Yes, you have the right to protest. Um, you. You can heckle to the degree that you can get away with it. Right. Mm-hmm. You come to one of my shows and you heckle me. Uh, that's not under your free speech clause. Right. In the First Amendment. We're going to have security escort you out. We had that happen last week. Had a guy who had a little too much, and he wanted to be part of the show. And he wanted oh, to show no. me his boobs, and he had them. Uh, he, wanted to sh- he stood up right in the middle, I mean, the middle of a sold-out crowd down below the balcony, right in the center, right How here. How did you not tell me this? And he wanted, it happens, you know? I mean, it happens so often that where every now and then you oh, get, you God. always have the drunk guy that wants to be part of the show. He thinks that his conversation is relevant to what's happening on the mm-hmm. stage mm-hmm. and you're his buddy. Mm-hmm. Well, they feel like they know you. And right. I'm glad for that. But And I can handle a time or two with the exchange. But when suddenly it becomes about you and there's people who have purchased a ticket mm-hmm. to be in there, they didn't pay a ticket to come see you, Bozo. <laughs> and so this guy, he stands up because I'm doing the joke about Nancy Pelosi's boobs. Well, he stands up and just does his whole thing. And I'm like... Because I, I do that thing about it. I want to see all the nipples. You know, he does the thing. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to see your nipples, buddy. And so we had a little thing. Well, then he gets out. He's like, keep standing up to say things. I'm like, all right, sit down, shut the F up. Oh, my God. Because after a while, it's like, shut yeah, up. Yeah. And then he comes down front, comes down front and wants to take a selfie with me while I'm on stage, turns around to the deal. So anyway, I'm like, mm, mm, mm. They took him out. <laughs> they took him out. You exercised your free speech, and it wasn't free. <laughs> <laughs> there were consequences. It cost you a ticket. Cost you a ticket. No refunds. You're out. And that's true whenever you're at a college. I mean, you're at a college campus, and you're in a deal like this. Um, you're paying to be there. Mm-hmm. You're paying ex- a lot to be there. And I know you think the government's going to bail you out and pay your tuition. But that, that ain't going to happen either. You're paying to be there. So when when there's consequences for what you've done, it wasn't a free speech. Right. You know, you you paid to be there. You pay to have those heated exchanges. It is very troubling to me to have so many people in this country uh, who seem to be well educated they go to these ivy league schools they're you know they're paying all of this money to be educated and by the end of it they still don't quite grasp what freedom of speech really means well watch watch michael knowles or mm-hmm. charlie kirk on a college campus right and they go out there and the biggest thing that those guys do when they go to these cam- i'm still burping when they go to these when they go to these campuses is they expose the lack of common sense mm-hmm. There's a lot of intellect there. Mm-hmm. You can pass the book learning. You know what I'm saying? But they don't even have that. Not anymore. For, I mean, for, for, for arguably one of the most important tenets of our country, they don't even know. Yeah. They're going to spend hundreds of, of thousands of dollars, essentially, <sighs> in some of these 
really elite schools to graduate and still not understand that freedom of speech doesn't mean you can say whatever you want, wherever you want, with no consequences. Well, Sonny Hostin, who's going to get on there, say, well, I'm a lawyer. That's and, what I'm saying. And, and, and I'm like, I, I know that you think that makes you sound smart when you say, I'm an attorney. I've known a lot of attorneys. Not a lot of smart attorneys. Yeah. I know there's a few. There's some, there's some good ones out there. But there's a reason why most people don't trust attorneys. I get on to my attorney all the time. I'm like, quit with that bullshit. <laughs> I say, my attorney actually told me on the phone two weeks ago, he said, you're the only client I've ever had that I believe is smarter than me. Wow. And I said, well, then I want a f***ing refund. <laughs> <laughs> tell him now i'm sorry I'm gonna, for cussing like that i'm gonna that. charge you billable hours then yeah <laughs> quit calling me for advice bro <laughs> <laughs> got a great attorney but i talked to him two weeks ago he was honestly i think he goes i've told people he said chad you're not gonna pull anything over on chad when it comes to business if you're trying to manipulate him uh -huh. you're not gonna be able to because i'm telling you that dude is shrewd um and i hope he's right <laughs> i hope he's right i try to be you know me well enough to know how many times I've been taken advantage of out mm -hmm. of the graciousness of my, graciousness of my mm -hmm. own heart. But at least I knew I was being taken advantage of. <laughs> right. And I gave people enough rope till eventually they hung themselves. Yeah. And they always hang themselves. They do. They always hang themselves. Sometimes it takes too long. Sometimes it costs me too much. Get a, yep. I get a little impatient. Yeah. But. So to sit there and say, oh, I'm an attorney. I'm too, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An attorney who still can't quite grasp the First Amendment. The First Amendment. Okay. Don't have a clue what that means. All right. I love the view, man. I love the view. All right. Americans have had it. They've had it with the insanity. They've, they're just dumb, and they're doubling down on what was it we said this week? The stupid and the evil. And uh, you got these companies out there that are raking in hundreds of millions of dollars, sometimes billions of dollars. And what they're doing is they're trashing the country that made their success possible. Until recently, we had to take it, but companies like Patriot Mobile are building a whole new economy, which uh, one which it embraces the values that made America the greatest country on earth. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you can get the best possible services in your area. Plus, they offer your coverage guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to a different network for free without changing carriers. Uh, and all this plus the knowledge that you are supporting free speech, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and the First Amendment, and our military first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash chat, or you can call them right now at 878-PATRIOT. You will get free activation today with the offer code CHAD. I spell it, Chad. And we need to stand together, folks. Support companies that support this parallel economy and share our values. PatriotMobile.com slash Chad. Give them a shout. 878-PATRIOT. And we'll be right back. Brothers and sisters. It seems to me that one can hardly swing a dead cat around a charged political situation these days without striking the brick and mortar walls of a bakery in the process. Why is there always a bakery? There's always a bakery involved with these legal things and all this crap, people getting sued. All right, Chicago, uh, come on in the doors of the hilariously and appropriately named Uprising Bakery. 
owned for the time being anyway by a leftist activist. As you wander the aisles, allow the various chemical aromas of gluten-free and vegan-friendly to waft in your open nostrils. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with gluten-free. Until you make it a religion, Sarah. (laughs) Therefore, be careful. You get too much of that shit up your nose all at once, it'll burn you. Feel the dirt on the bottoms of your nasty feet grow thicker. Sense the unwashed layers of patchouli as they accumulate like the tree rings over your skin. In short, feel yourself becoming a damn liberal hippie. A lost soul. For whom escape from this place already no longer offers the solitude of sanity one might have gotten had one never walked through the door. Oh, and by the way, if any remaining part of you that hasn't already turned into Gollum actually likes this place, it'll be best if you make peace with that because it's going Bye-bye at the end of the month. Now, business was booming last summer when Uprising Bakery held a family-friendly drag show and Mm. brunch. In fact, members of the LGBTQ plus 2A whatever community were coming out of the woodwork, so to speak, (laughs) from miles and miles around to show support for a bakery that would do what that nasty old white supremacist bigoted other baker from a few years ago wouldn't do. And hey... That sounds like a nice story in its own weird way, doesn't it? Not a fan of bakers who don't want to make wedding cakes for your gay wedding. Well, here's you a resource, a shelter into whose arms you may run and fall. The only problem is, of course, that the novelty of such things wears off after a time. And at the end of the day, you're still a bakery that was willing to put on a family-friendly drag show. Now, remember, folks, it's Chicago. Not exactly conservative central. Nevertheless, word got out about the drag show before it even happened and things got carried away. Apparently... There were threats and even some damage to the property in the form of rude and inconsiderate graffiti. The owner was not deterred and had the thing anyway. And in a way, I congratulate her on that just because I hate the thing in question doesn't mean I don't admire someone who's not easily bent someone else's will. Still, and all, uh, ever since they had the thing, business has shrunk and continued to shrink. I guess there's only so many people out there who can stand the thought of eating a tofu birthday cake. And we can watch the flame of this tiny business go out, smolder for a while, and finally be still without any particular malice. After all, this is the argument that we put to the LGBTQ folks when they wanted to sue that other bakery all those years ago. If you don't like it, go to another bakery, and perhaps enough of you doing that will drive the guy out of the business. Uh, to my knowledge, that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, but it seems like here it actually might. And that's that's the great pity, folks, because now the next time I'm in Chicago area and have a hankering either to feel like a true hippie or to both order and eat a cake that I can feel reasonably sure is outlawed in the Geneva Convention, where the hell am I going to go? I don't know. Shut them down. Yeah, so this is not an anomaly because... It's not an anomaly. In doing some undercover uh, work that I do, um, there was a, I believe it was just a restaurant. It was not a bakery, but it was a restaurant who was planning on having a family-friendly drag brunch. And I was talking to them about it as a member of the left, of course. And um, he shared with me, he ended up changing it. He ended you up restricting undercover. it. Yes, I was undercover on the phone with him. And he shared with me, thinking that I was one of him, he shared with me that he had spoken to Anderson Distillery Bar and Grill, which is a place in Roanoke that I had gone to and exposed. Roanoke, Texas, yeah. Yeah, and he said, I talked to them for like an hour and a half and they told me their sales have drastically, drastically been suffering because of the drag brunch that they did and the insistence that they, that it be all ages. And so they just really cautioned me. And so, of course, he was saying it to tell me, 
as a member of the community uh, to make sure to not just come on that day, but come back often because he's really <laughs> going to need our support. We need you to be repeat business. Yeah, he's like, I, re I we just really need your support after the show is when we need it. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. I mean, you really are taking your, you know, your metaphoric balls in your hand when you do this. Um, the difference there is like, like, here's my thing. Okay, so you're going to have a family-friendly drag show. You're going to do it. Stick with it. That's, that's the point of what I'm saying. Stick with it. You want to do it, you stick with it. You, I mean, you, those are your morals. That's your standards. You do it and be willing to live with the consequences. I disagree. No, dude, go ahead and do it. You're going to lose. Yeah. The point I mean, is you're, you're going to lose. Yeah. Well, of course. But I mean, in the meantime, uh, in the process, there will still be children who are sexualized. No, so. I understand that. But the point being is these people, that's the only way I think you wipe it out. Yeah. Because they're yeah. going to keep trying. Yeah. And so it's like, basically, it's an F around and find out. Right. Is what I'm saying. Right. You're going to find out. Yeah. Um, no, in a perfect world, none of them are having these things. Uh, none of these things, uh, because here's what we're not doing. We're not doing what happened to that baker in, where was it, Oregon, who, you know, next thing you know, he's, he's on the hook for $335,000, $350,000 in legal fees because he's had to go fight these guys oh, Colorado. in court. Uh, Colorado. Where, yeah, Colorado. That's mm -hmm. right. Jack Phillips. It, it did happen. The same thing happened, too, in Oregon, I think, uh, with deal, but not as big as the Colorado deal. Well, Jack Phillips got hit twice. Yeah. He got hit over the gay cake, and then he got hit over the transgender cake. They sued That's him right. again. Yeah. So he was on the hook for a lot of money. We're not suing these places that are having the drag brunches. Right. Right. Maybe we should. Well, I mean, we're not suing, but we're certainly, you know, I mean, I'm trying to pull levers within the, the comptroller's office to get them to investigate, and, which yeah. they are, by the way, um, yeah. and have them register as a sexually oriented business. But yeah. I mean, because again, you ha like the left has been so effective at changing the culture because they built an army of activists and their activists went in there and they're calling up, you know, uh, if if Glenn Beck says something that they don't like, they're calling up the sponsors and they're saying, I can't believe you would do business with this person. And these people are losing sponsorships. They're losing customers. They're lo and you have to take a, a, a play out of their playbook. Yeah. Just turn it back and do it to them. It's what they've been doing to us for all these years. And see, that's, and again, back to my point, what, I, what I'm saying is facetiously is I'm saying, no, you believe in it, go ahead and do it. Yeah, no, I know. Stand up to it and I do know. it. See what happens. Don't, don't say, oh no, we're going to cancel it and then it's all going to go away. Mm -hmm. We canceled it. So there, we're, right. we're fine again. We're real business again. Oh, no, no, no. You showed your true colors. Right. Own it. Yeah. And own the consequences that are going to come with it. Yeah, no, I agree because with Because, again, sentiment. there's people out there like you who are working to try to get this illegal in the state mm -hmm. of Texas. Mm -hmm. You know? Just and like with, with, the, with the gender transformation of the hormones for the kids and all that. I think, what is it, 19 states now have said that's illegal. You can't mm -hmm. do that in these states. We need to have that when it comes to these drag brunches. Right. When it comes to these family-friendly drag shows, the drag readings at the library, all that stuff. needs to be illegal. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. It needs to be illegal. That's not exposing your kids to another culture. It's none of that. It's not any of that stuff. Well, what about parental rights, Chad? Well, child abuse ain't a parental right. It's just not. And again, I've said it this week over and over again that, you know, the consequences on the end of the road, it's a highway that leads to destruction, man. And, you know, I don't want to have that conversation with my kids. When they're ready mm -hmm. on my terms, talk about parental rights, mm -hmm. I should be able to talk to my kids about things to do with sex or whatever it is on my terms when I'm ready. 
they shouldn't have it thrown in their face right. in society nonstop. Uh, we talked about it last week, how um, one in four kids are, are looking regularly at pornography in America now. Um, we got a bad thing. How do they have access? You know, Billie Eilish, she said that when she was 11 years old, pornography ruined her life. It ruined her brain. I just don't, it's so, it's just so hard for me to comprehend as like an active parent. Yeah. How that even happens. I know. My sons have absolutely no access to anything that could no, remotely and, generate and something you can like control that. like CJ, her kids, because her kids are smaller, her, you know, like she does a thing where they, the kids are limited to a certain amount of time uh -huh. on there. There's, there's the parental controls, there's one thing, but then there's only a certain amount of time. Then it cuts off. You can't access mm -hmm. anything mm -hmm. after that. So, you know, the fact that there are parents out there who are just like, eh, just throw them out there and let the kids be entertained. And that's bad. It's not worth it. Farming these kids out I don't, to, so I don't you don't understand have to deal with them. What is the, like, why have a child if you're not interested in raising them? Yeah. I, I, there's a story I want to tell, but I can't tell it. It's, it, it's okay. going to sound kind of harsh, but I'm seeing a trend that's going on with certain things out there where people are having birthday parties for kids and they're, they, they, they're basically hiring people to come in to entertain the kids while the parents have their cocktails and hang out. What? Yeah. See, there's, that's a trend that's happening. And, and that's the kind of thing. That's like that, that even, even you look at that and you go, well, that's innocuous and mild. Well, it, maybe. No. But I, but I think we're losing something in society with that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I won't say anymore. I'll get in trouble. That's Probably sad. already am. <laughs> you stay in trouble. Whatever. <laughs> It's my, it's my safe space. <laughs> All right, hang tight. We'll be right back. I got a profound question. If they can just print money, why are we paying taxes? <laughs> that makes any sense to me, it Sarah. Doesn't. Just, just print more. Print I mean, they're going to give hundreds of billions to Ukraine. Mm -hmm. The California government floated the idea, which did you see Ted Lieu on um, Bill Maher? I, I, no, I try to not see Ted Lieu. <laughs> yeah, so. but they were asking him about that, and they were like deer in the headlights. They didn't, they'd never heard of this bill in California about giving the reparations of $5 million mm -hmm. to every family um, in reparations and then free housing and all that. And Ted Lieu goes, um, that's even extreme for me. Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> um, Bill Maher. And so, you know, now Gavin Newsom's kind of on the hook because all these other people are like, oh, well, what about it? What yep. about it? Again, never had slavery in California. Yep. But you start promising people free shit, and they go come for it. I'm going to get mines. I'm going to get mines. Well, but what about if you... If you're black and your ancestors also owned a slave, also, they which don't listen. That's logical, but it, we first. don't do that. We don't okay. do logical. Sorry, sorry, I forgot. We don't do with no commonsensical okay. around here. All right, we got don't it. do logical. Okay. Now the other thing that they were wanting to do is they had some plans for um, Medicaid. They were going to take Medicaid money and they were going to actually put people in um, homeless people in San Francisco in housing. They were going to float that money out there for six months because that's all it takes to, to, to heal homelessness in San Francisco. 
the place that has literal fecal maps <laughs> that they will distribute so that you know where not to walk because that's where human beings are taking a shit outside the bistro. <laughs> Um, they had other plans for Medicaid as well uh, here in the United States of America. Uh, Secretary of Health and Human Services, here's what they had to say. Play the clip. We're going to blow it out of the water with Medicaid, so long as you work with us. Because we're making sure that we reach people where they are. We're going into schools and mm -hmm. urging schools to become providers of care under Medicaid. So that a child doesn't have to leave the classroom to get basic care up front. My mother used to always say, Mejor prevenir que remediar. Oh, better gosh. to prevent than to remediate. What better way than in the schools? Frederick Douglass said it just as well 170 years ago. Oh, no. Easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. We're going into the schools <laughs> because that's where they are. We're not going to wait for the child to find insurance and come to a doctor. Now, let's remind everybody that in Baltimore, their literacy rate is 0%. So let's add uh, medical care for our children in there as well. Boy, the ramification. And by the way, don't be quoting Frederick Douglass out of context like that. I promise you, Frederick Douglass would not be interested in this level of slavery you're trying to foist on people. Also fascinating because I thought that Obamacare was going to solve all of our health care problems. And somehow we still continue talking about all of the problems that we have with you, our health care system and our poor children can't get care. And you know something else about Obamacare? It's expensive. Sure is. Apply for it and, mm -hmm. and fact check me on that. Mm -hmm. um, if you, know, you want your doctor, you can keep your doctor, though. Oh, no. Uh, sorry. Wait, you got to join Medicaid. And your doctor do doesn't accept can't it. Can't do it. So we're going to we're going to the schools because that's where the kids are. And don't speak to me in Spanish, dude. <laughs> You're a cabinet member of the I United States government, the executive branch. Do not speak to me in Spanish. I hate when they do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, don't speak even if to me. It's, even if it's like your native language. Yeah. You can't, it, it's no, just no. the, it's just the, just putting it in just as a little yeah. one-off. Speak English, chief. <laughs> We're Americans. We speak American, by God. There you go. The worst was when um, Robert Francis O'Rourke did it at one of the many events that I attended for him. And he just like threw in a, a you, you know, they're walking around in dirty chones. And I'm like, shut up. You know what annoys me more than anything is when perfectly good white people start referring to like Mexican food and they put a huge accent on the food when they pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. And like, or... Or certain people who are of Hispanic descent, and I know that Spanish is their first language, but they'll say everything to me in a perfect English mm -hmm. accent, and then they'll chiquerones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go, yeah. Um, could I? <laughs> hi, could I please have um, a breakfast taco? And I would like it with chorizo. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I tell you what. I'm gonna have the number two, and then, oh, you know what? Give me the number three, and then I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna have an enchilada. <laughs> Girl, I know. What's up? I saw them at the mall. Oh, my God. Who even goes to the mall anymore? But that's where they were. I saw them. They were holding hands. And Oh, yeah. I'm going to order right now. I'm going to order. Hang on. I'm going to have chicken <laughs> But no, you, you are the Secretary of Health and Human Services for the executive branch of the United States government. Would you please shut that crap up? 
it, it stopped doing this stuff like it makes you sound smart. That's why I got pissed off at Dan Crenshaw last week, sending a message to Mexico, speak, did the whole message in Spanish. No, nah, bro. Mm-hmm. Speak English mm-hmm. and let them figure it out. Mm-hmm. Period. It's, it's weak that English is not yeah. our official language yeah. already. We're a melting pot. Yep. Assimilate, baby. Assimilate. Anyway, uh, you start chunking Medicaid into the schools. What's next? Uh, plan B pills for, for students. You don't have to uh, notify the parents. They already aren't wanting mm-hmm. to notify the parents for preferred pronouns or gender preferences or anything else. Don't have to Or abortions. No- yeah, you don't have to notify the parents or for vaccines. anything. So, you know, kids suddenly got herpes. Well, you don't have to tell the parents about mm-hmm. anything like that. You know, there's all this stuff that potentially you're allowing the government. I promise you, Frederick Douglass was not interested in that type of program. Mm-hmm. It's, you, they talk about reparations and then they want to enslave people. Yeah. That's what's amazing to me. That's what's amazing to me. Um, I, look, at, look at the black community right now. Do you, you, everywhere you go, black people still wear masks. They still wear masks. Why? I, would somebody answer that question for me? Everywhere I go. Tell me if I'm wrong. I'm not wrong. Everywhere I go in public. I have a theory. I got a theory, too. Okay. You want to go first? Well, I was just going to say because the the uptake rate in black people for the COVID vaccine is much lower than the average, you know, whites or whoever. And so there's but they're still scared. They still have the fear. Right. So they wear a mask. The government has told them. Right. That people of color are affected by COVID. More frequently and Mm -hmm. in a quicker rate than white people. Mm -hmm. They were told that. Mm -hmm. They were told that they're more susceptible to it. So in essence, Mm -hmm. the federal government did yet again another job of trying to enslave people of color. Mm -hmm. And I'm on your side here. They tried to, they're still trying to enslave both with Medicaid in the schools, more welfare programs, more Mm -hmm. government assistance, and to tell you that medically you're more susceptible to something. And now I see folks out there all the time. They do. They've, there's fear. It built it fear. Yes. yes. And, and, and everywhere I go, they still wear the mask. Which is so frustrating because that might be the case. They could be manipulating numbers, but that might be the case. But they don't go into the why. Right. Right. Like because uh, are, do blacks have a higher rate of obesity? Diabetes. Right. Diabetes. Uh, or what is their what is their diet like? Right. Like they right. don't go into the why. They just say it's because of your color, because you're oppressed yeah. by everything and everyone at the end of the day. And oh, by the way, you need to fear this. So wear a mask. Yeah. The sheer fact that we're bringing this up, people say yeah, it's called a white supremacy. I, I don't know how a Chinese virus right. suddenly got favorable to white people right. and suddenly started favoring Caucasians and said, yeah, they're white. They got privilege. We're <laughs> going to stay away from them. No, there's a reason, because believe it or not, the, the melanin in your skin makes up about point zero 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 one percent of the differences between us as a human being. But that, but that's how little they care about black people. They it's, don't, it's they don't bother. True. Right. They don't bother explaining to them this is why. Yeah. And if you do these things, you can improve your health. You can improve your outcome. They don't care. Yeah. Spin the truth bombs. Unashamed. Unapologetic. We'll be right back. Don't miss tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have overtime with Stu Bergier, the host of Stu Does America. So a uh, great conversation that we had earlier this week. Sarah Gonzalez, the host of the news and why it matters. And uh, have you changed your business name yet? Or are you still? We're America? still working on it. Working on that. Yeah. 
So playing with a few different businesses. We've got a lot of exciting things yeah. that we're almost ready to announce. I'm excited. American Beauty by Sarah. One day, you're my retirement plan. I want to be your CFO. I want to be your chief fun officer. Okay. You're in. I'm in. Done. You heard it here on the Chad Prather Show. Uh, I'm going to be at Hank's in McKinney tomorrow night with the Ragamuffins, so do not miss that. And uh, ChadPratherLive.com has all the information. So I'll be in Midland, Texas next week, and then we're bouncing over to Arkansas and a bunch of other places coming up. So check out the schedule and find me. Know that I love you. God bless you. Don't forget to subscribe to BlazeTV.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Have a fabulous weekend. We'll see you on Overtime tomorrow. Bye. 